You were just like I did at your age. Please don't say that thing. I'm 16 years old. I'm not a child. Don't you take that tone of voice with me, young lady. Love you, Dad. I love you too, son. You're listening to Honey, we we started a Disney podcast. Two friends since first grade, now dads reliving the Disney movies we grew up on with our own kids. I'm J.B. Wagner. And I'm Eddie Ferguson. And on today's episode, we feel the rhythm, feel the rhyme, get on up, it's bobsled time, cool runnings. But first, J.B., how are you and the family doing? We're fine. Cool. So any Disney news, any Disney news Eddie? No, very little going on, you know. Sounds, sounds good. Have you like watched anything randomly on Disney Plus besides Cool Runnings? Watched uh, Captain Marvel again. How was that? Forgot how visual it was. It was very striking. Hmm. It didn't stop me from falling asleep because I'm older and I fall asleep at nine thirty on the couch. But visual. If it's a movie, I see again. But how about you? You watch anything? I rewatched the first Avengers movie. Ooh. How did that go? It's actually slower than I remember. Hmm. You know, it's kinda it's got its little chunky moments. Bogged down slow or just no, this is just the pace we're gonna go. We're gonna go. I cruise, find cruise the ball. whole sequence on the aircraft carrier that floats i don't know the name of it just to be slow like we could pick this up here a little bit much like this episode we are recording right now i think uh i think it's a good time you know what let's give the people what they paid for (gasps) and that is yeah let's let's jump into cool runnings cue the disney-ish sound effect After that lively intro, here is IMDb's description of our, our shortest, shortest, shortest intro possible. Intro we are freaking ever. everybody out right now. Everybody, this is like church. If you showed up late and you just skipped ahead 20 minutes, you're going to jump into the middle of this. Where, where are they? What's going on? Yep. So this is cool runnings, and I'm not even going to attempt a Jamaican accent for this. <laughs> when a Jamaican sprinter is disqualified from the Olympic <gasps> Games... He enlists the help of a dishonored coach to start the first Jamaican bobsled team. That's all you need to know right there. So was this a staple movie in in your household? I did not see this movie for the first time. I can remember where it was because my dad being a pastor, I always went to all of the youth events. Um, and I remember going to... Can't remember for what reason I was with some older kids. I don't even, I might have been in junior high when this happened. And I just showed up for a youth event and someone played Cool Runnings there. Don't remember why. Don't remember what was going on. Actually, I don't even, it might not even be a youth event. And it just, someone was playing Cool Runnings. I saw this many years after it first came out. So I don't have like, I remember it being a cultural thing that happened later on. Like I started to pick up steam after it came out. 
uh, so when I was in junior high, high school, it became a bigger deal, but um, not when it first initially came out. This was a big movie for mm. us in the Ferguson, the Ferguson household. household. So I've, I've mentioned this before when we uh, were on Mighty Ducks, but we kind of had our set movies that when there was a snow day, we would watch these movies, right? So it was Mighty Ducks. It was Iron Will, which we were we will cover here in a few episodes. And then it was also Cool Ruddings. Mm. You know, so it, this was like Snow Day. We make um, um, spaghettios or Ooh, spaghettios. Yeah, that's a good. That's a good call. Spaghettios. Sometimes macaroni and cheese. You get a you get a hearty hot meal to go mm-hmm, with mm-hmm. watching a very cold movie. And it's cold outside because it's a snow day, of course. Mm-hmm. And we would watch Cool Runnings. And so, I mean, this movie I have memorized. I can quote it. I've yes, this is this has always been one of my favorites. So this was fun to go back and rewatch it for the kids out there that are listening to this uh, in five years or ten years or whatever. Snow days were days <laughs> when, because we all went to school in person, <laughs> if there was snow in the Midwest. And you were, it was dangerous to drive on the roads. You would not go to school. Yeah, you physically couldn't get there. They canceled school. And then if you missed too many of those days, too many snow days, then you got to. You had to go into the summer. And you went into the summer or you missed. But uh, you would get the day totally off. You you would get the day totally off. So you don't have to have an e learning Mm -hmm. day, no virtual school. You just had it off. You could do. So we would sled because there was fresh snow on the mm-hmm. ground and we would watch as many movies as possible in one day so may you rest in peace snow days i know that those mm. are forever gone now with so um, sad e-learning but i digress Stupid back e-learning. to back to what we came to talk about for this film so eddie growing up watching this <laughs> film what are the what are the the iconic moments that you remember <laughs> from this film as a kid that you were like yes i love that moment um well, so I, well, gosh, there's just so many, right? Like, uh, I love the, uh, the, the lucky egg stick <laughs> that goes through the whole movie. There's a lot of movie. sticks in this. There's a lot yes, of recurring jokes. Yes. Uh, but that's just kind of one of those ones that I think is always just kind of like, that's so weird, but okay, it's funny. You know, it's kind of cool for that. Um, and it's just, uh, yeah, it's funny. I also love all of the jokes <clears throat> against um Yule, the guy, the bald-headed guy. Um, my favorite one is when he says, How about I draw a line down the middle of your head so it looks like a butt? <laughs> um, I love it when you know they come out of the airport when they first hit Calgary and they're coming out and they're all freezing the cold. The camera pans and they don't <clears throat> come pan. with it, and then it goes right. back and they're they're freezing cold. Yep. And then, uh, you know, he's like, hey, man, what you smoking? And he's like, I'm not smoking. I'm breathing. (laughs) Uh, We probably quote that line every time it's cold enough to see your breath outside, you know. This is Um, a very quotable movie. There's a lot of one liners in this. Every time they say Sanka, you dead man. You dead man. Yeah, man. (laughs) Sorry. Now we have to kind of do you have to kind of. Isn't that what's so interesting is it's it's hard to talk about this movie. It's hard to quote it without doing your poor, horrible version of a Jamaican accent. But there is just so many. It's just quote one 
right after another. It is so funly. Did you do any um, research to find out if I forgot to do that? If these actors were originally from Jamaica or not? Do you know the origin? Uh, do you know? Did you do I, a DNA test? A I did not. Ancestry.org. Check. Um. On so people. a qu- a quick just click through. Um. The guy who plays Darice, he's American. He's not Jamaican. Um, same is for the guy who plays Sanka. Um, and the guy who plays... Well, the guy who plays Yule like, goes on to do quite a lot. Like, um, He had a big thing in um, Empire. He had a big thing in Designated Survivor. Like That's when I remember him coming back. He's the FBI deputy director in that show, so he's done a lot of other things. Eddie, so he no, is. they're all American. Okay, I know I had seen his face, and I, for the life of me, couldn't figure out what other shows. I knew he was a policeman or FBI agent. The whole time, I'm going, I've seen him in something I've watched recently, and it's Designated Survivor. That's the yeah. one I watched. The first two seasons of that can't believe i didn't put that together the whole time i was trying to figure you, it out you made it through two whole seasons of that show i did because I, I love that i love that like it's my guilty pleasure of fbi uh investigative but it was so poorly written like the premise I, is great the actors are amazing it's also it's also the it's sweet spot of drudge it's just like drudging through mud but uh, it's 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 24's Kiefer Sutherland. He's back again. He's not going to kill people, but he's running the country. It's a little bit all the things, but I only made it through I two seasons. I wanted more. I wanted more. I just wanted oh, so much more. I think we all wanted more, but sure. at the same time, it was a piece of my history. I don't say that I'm super proud of it, but anyways. But yes, that actor. <laughs> yes, this, so they are not Jamaican, um, at least what... Uh, um, a quick look at Wikipedia tells me, which we all know that that is um, valid. One of my favorite moments that I've forgotten about was when they have, when they gather all the people in for the first time that want to be on this Jamaican bobsled team. And he's like, okay, show them what, what they're going to be getting themselves into. They close the lights down and they start watching all the footage and he's going through describing it. And then it's bones, just- Bones don't break. They shatter. Your bones don't break in a bobsled. They shatter. They shatter. He's just like all the bloopers of all of the crashes over and over and over again. And they look like crash dummies in most of these videos. And then they turn on the lights and everybody's gone. Gone. <laughs> I love that. So uh, just kind of talking about that, I think it's. We'd be remiss to not land here on John Candy for mm. a little while. Um, and that's definitely, I think that scene is a emblematic of his entire performance in this movie. It's so different than everything else we see John Candy do, right? Like he usually is the funniest person in the movie. He plays this straight. And he is the, 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 the straight faced guy that all of the jokes bounce against. It's just so what it's just what we're not used to seeing from mm-hmm. him you know you yep. you think of planes trains and automobile or uncle buck or you know even his short little appearance in home alone like yep. 
he's the he's the line giver you know like he's the one line giver he's the funniest giver (laughs) the line giver um i don't know how to say that but in this movie he's he's not at all like i don't think he has any like really hysterical line he actually is one that brings some of the heart yes he does which really kind of i don't know i watched it this time going wow he is a more well-rounded actor than I realized. You know, you always think of him as just this comedic genius, but this movie definitely sh- shows a different side to him. He has a very, um, a very strong line when he's confronting them about getting them the chance to, to stay in the race. And he said, wow, I didn't know four black guys in a bobsled could make you blush. That was a straight to the heart, yeah. straight to even what, if we, they were going to make this movie again, that that line would make it still be in there. No, and, and he's got the moment there at the very end of the movie as well when you know they embrace and kind of have that. Well, and, and even a little before that, when uh, Darius kind of asks him like, "Why did you cheat?" Um, and that whole kind of dialogue over the pursuits of life and you know just wanting to win, wanting to win, and winning is never enough, and needing winning more. is never enough. Yep, um, that's a yeah, it just kind of gets to the heart of it. It's a much more powerful moment. We're not used to seeing him deliver that in a movie per se, but in here, he just delivers it so good. And yeah, it, th- I think that's why this movie is so good is that it is hilarious. It is a unique, fun story, yep. but it's also a water story. Yeah. And it's heartfelt. It's inspiring, you know, that ending when they crash and they're like, we have to finish the race and they pick up the sled and they're spoiler alert walking. I mean, this movie (laughs) is 30 years old. People come on almost 30 years old. Um, Yeah. I mean, just it. It's just rousing and, 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 you know, inspirational. Even got got the Swiss guy, the Swiss guy at the end. Even the Swiss guy. Slow clapping. You know, I love a good, good American snow clap. Snow clap? Oh, yeah. It's slow claps. Although for this, it's it slow, snow slow clap. Slow cap in the snow. It's yeah. In the, in the snow. Yep. I, there was one. There was, he did have one. John Candy had one really funny moment. This was definitely one of my favorite lines in the movie. He brings them all together right as they're about to, I think the night before, getting together. Like, I'm not here to normally do oh, big speeches. Yes. And he goes, Yes. Our father, which art in Calgary. Bobsled be thy name. <laughs> he uses the thy, Lord's Prayer. <laughs> thy, thy kingdom come, gold medals won. Gold. On earth as it is in turn seven. Turn seven. With liberty and justice for Jamaica. And Haley Selzy, amen. <laughs> it, that was, I, I had to stop the movie yes. and just like write down yes. that first line. It was so good. Oh, I looked it up because I'm like, what was all of that? I think my favorite is like Kingdom Come gold medals won on Earth (laughs) as it is in turn seven. Turn seven. That was such a random. I mean, I guess that's how that's how how it rhymes. Oh, so good. But yeah, that's I mean, I want to know who wrote this thing because. It is so quotable. It's just kind of one thing after another. That is just hilarious. 
he's not really done too many. He did Little Giants, which that's a funny movie. The the writer uh, of this, Michael Goldberg. Michael Goldberg. Yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah, they went on and they did Little Giants, and they did Snow Dogs. Um, one of the writers was a part of the writing team with Mel Brooks on Spaceballs, so that kind of makes sense. This was uh, the director of this, John Turtletop. This was his first um, big film because he's got a couple hmm. other ones in here, but Cool Running comes comes around. Uh, he ended up doing uh, the kid, um, the. Uh, I don't know if you saw that. That was the uh, Bruce, Will- oh, Bruce Willis film. We love that movie. Um, yeah. There's National Treasure. Tre- National Treasure Book of Secrets. Yep. What? And then, uh, yeah, so the first two um, National Treasure films, uh, He did. he's done a lot of TV. John Turtletop has, um, but Cool Runnings is like his first breakout isn't the first movie. But he also did While You Were Sleeping. Was another film that wow. he was a part of. Oh, am I in the wrong section? On his movie thing? Yeah. Yeah, he, he went from Cool Runnings to While You Were Sleeping. <laughs> so I think he was probably trying to change his image, maybe. I don't know. Just a That's little. funny. Did you, did you notice who, um, who did the music for this one? This is what I rely on you for, Eddie. Hans Zimmer did the Hans. music for Cool Runnings. Oh, Hans. Like, like he pretty much leaves this movie and goes on to do The Lion King. Also talking about uh, diversifying your portfolio. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I guess staying no, inside I, the, the Disney, house, the Disney sure. house of Mouse. But it was just like, I never knew that. And when it popped up on the screen, you know, the opening credits, I was like, what? Hans Zimmer? was totally unexpecting all of this. Eddie, another another great moment from this. We got another montage. You know how much yes. I love the montages. So let's 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 talk about this one for a while. And are we talking about the first one, the first uh them like two. prepping the, the, two. the Swiss, the Swiss like prepping the uh the, that first time this is where he <laughs> falls in love with the Swiss team right here. I love the um, sure. There's a good one while they're still on the island, um, but the one so when they get to Calgary, I love that rhythm of them discovering and learning kind of the I don't know the the inner workings of being a bobsled team, right? Yep. And they kind of have that moment, and it's I just I love a good kind of turn it around in training sequence that every <laughs> sports movie has gotta to have, have it, right? Yeah. It's like, you know, we got to turn this around, so we're going to buckle down in training. Um, but that shot of the four of them waking John Candy's character up and yep. saying, rise and shine, rise it's and butt whipping time. It's butt whooping time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and then that whole... Um, that whole sequence is just so, so good. And I think it's that sequence um, that, and doing some research, the cover of I Can See Clearly Now was actually had a big hit outside of the movie. It hit the top 40 charts in the US. Oh, gotcha. 
random fact for you. Random fact for you. No, my uh, there's there's a lot of montages in this film. The one that sticks out to me had echoes of Wild Hearts Can't Be Broken when Mm. the Swiss team is preparing their sled or whatever they call it. That sled is that sled sleigh? I don't know what it's called. There's not reindeer. No, sled would be the industry term. Accurate the industry term for that vernacular. Yeah, Yeah, Uh, they're preparing it, and he's just kind of watching them as they prepare. And that's when he gets the idea to like smack the helmets and to do the Swiss uh, when it's like about to go off when they're doing the rhythm. The only problem is there was no lightning bolt. I was really upset. There was no lightning bolt like uh wild hearts can't be broken where it comes out when she was like petting the horse the night before um i knew you would love that movie i knew wild hearts can't be broken you know i just think about it every other with you i think about it every Mm -hmm. other day i think about the um dandelion blowing i'm still torn apart by that Mm. so Mm -hmm. so there was no no light is your heart a wild heart i mean i got kids now i got kids now so they kind of broke that wild heart so There's not really a lot of wildness left, except for this podcast, because you don't know what I'm going to do, because I'm wacky. You don't know what thing I'm going to (laughs) do. Inside, I'm crying. You talk for a little bit. (laughs) So montage. The other thing that this movie does that I don't know that I've seen in a while is the, and I don't even know how to technically describe this, but it's the the sped up sequence. Oh, the sped up. You know sequence. what I mean? Where the, it's like they do it like they. It's obvious that it's like in triple time or whatever. You get a little bit of that in Home Alone when they realize they sure. overslept again in the second one, and they go, "We did it again!" And then they then they go really fast, yeah. and everybody's going through the house. Yeah, which is I. I um, it's a nineties thing. It was a nineties thing. 90s yeah, show. yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So there's a couple of good ones in that. Um, probably the, you know, funny one is when they decide to put on all of their clothes when they get to Calgary. That's because he's saying, uh, I love his line. I'm freezing my Royal Rastafarian <laughs> nanas off. <laughs> so, uh, when I'm with my son now, call, call, call them his, his, uh, call Nane, them nanas, nanas from now on. Royal Rastafarian nanas. I love the little back and forth, the banter always between Sanka and Doris. Um, but the at the very beginning when he's trying to convince him to go and he's like, ice, ice. Um, you mean like as in penguins and Eskimos and igloos and ice? Maybe. See him on. <laughs> this movie. What would this movie be like without Sanka? I feel like it would it would lose 20 percent of its easily 20 to, easily. 20 to 30 percent, if not more, if not more. He just, him, he's the one that yeah. delivers the lines one after another. He keeps it he keeps it lively. He keeps it fun. It's less of a movie of three incredible athletes just working their tails off to win and he brings that sense of like we don't mm-hmm. know what's going to happen. Yeah. No, it's 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 so funny. And and but he's also the one I think all of the other three guys are on this journey of self-discovery, of being comfortable with who they are. There's no, there is no self-discovery for Sokka. He, he knows but, what he is. But he, he is, he knows what he is, right? Um, you know, he's got the line where he's saying, "All I'm saying, man, 
is if we walk to Macon, talk to Macon, and is Jamaican, well then sure as heck we better bobsled Jamaican, right? Like Well, he's the reason that it comes back to when they stop using the Swiss terminology or phrasing when they're getting ready. He he brings it back to feel the rhythm, feel the rhyme, feel the rhyme. Yep. But now it's bobsled time. Which is um it's it's interesting that you you have kind of your gesture jester character gesture character yeah that is the um he the actually most is right sure the whole time he's right the whole time he is right the um, whole time he has to bring his friend to know let's yeah. stop trying to do this somebody else's way um, yep. also when they finally and right at that time and then they they paint the bobsled that's the fastest paint job I've ever seen in my <laughs> life that thing Montage. was like painted. Another montage sequence. So fast. I my my uncle paints cars for a living. That's one of his one of his main things that he does. With with well, he owns cars. a body shop. Owning a body shop. I would I should have him on speed dial right now. I'm asking him, is this how far off is this paint job? Because that thing looked gorgeous on that cl- well from what it was as a clunker. Uh, which speaking of clunker, I know this. I'm going down more and more rabbit trails, but. That's what this podcast is. How do we know that they weren't sabotaged? How do we know Good that question. someone didn't jump in? Loosen the bolt. Loosen, a loosen a bolt here or there. They've they already tried to get them out politically. Mm. Why wouldn't they then stoop to this? Uh yeah. Well, you know the guy who plays the the old coach is the same actor who played Mr. Ducksworth. In the first Mighty Ducks. Is it? So we know he's a shady guy. We do know he will stop at nothing. Mm-hmm. To to get. But like there was no investigation. I was waiting for that. That was the piece sure. that I was like, wait, shouldn't somebody be looking into this? Because that seems a little fishy. Well, and um, it, it just abruptly ends. You know, there's there's no like going back to Jamaica. There's no maybe that's the sequel. You know, they're going to make a sequel for Disney Plus, and it's are they working on that? Is this, the is this no, one of the no? Is this no, one of no, the fifty they're ones they're redoing? <laughs> they will. You know, they're redoing everything, so it'll eventually come around where it's like. And we're going to make a sequel to Cool Runnings, you know, and it's their kids. I don't know. thing we haven't talked about yet is how accurate is this based off of real life? Because this was a real situation where Jamaica brought a bobsled team to yes. the Olympics in 1988. Yes, 88. 88. And I, I was interested. I, most of the things that I saw online were like, <laughs> there is no zero truth this was just a fabricated story from the beginning yeah and you know it when the studio itself they released it by saying inspired by the true story oh, that's the, the that is yeah. the it, ladies and gentlemen if there's some way you want to know if how close this is to the real if it says inspired by instead mm-hmm. of or now what's what's worse inspired by or based on so b- based on they are usually a little more accurate a little closer to the a little bit closer material. to the truth but inspired by it's Ooh. like so we had this 
two-sentence idea that is real, and then we made up the rest. It reminds me of a, of one of the movies uh, that I watched that uh, they literally took the whole story because they saw a funny headline, um, like a, a wanted ad for a time-traveling movie, and then boom, the they made an entire movie based off of, and what would happen <laughs> if this was actually true, and they actually went this and this and this? That was safety not guaranteed. Um, mm. Was an indie film that was based completely. So that was a based on a true story. Yeah, but the only base part is is or not based uh, inspired by inspired by a true story. So yes, this was as far as much as I could tell. There was very little that was very true little. about this, other than the scenario <laughs> itself. Oh goodness. Um... I, I do go back just kind of the heart of the film a little bit. I I do love just kind of like the the parallel stories of the guys as they, you know, you've got Yule who's learning to be proud of his heritage. You know, you've got um, uh, Darice who is like coming to terms with his heritage and being the yep. son of a gold medal Olympian. And what does it look like to be a champion? And then you've got Junior who's trying to like step outside of his own dad's shadow and kind of, you know, be his own man, um, which is always a fun little sequence when he's standing in the mirror and be like, you are power. You are, you know, all of these things. I was definitely heartbroken when uh, Darice loses because yeah. of Junior knocking because he has everything yeah. going for him. He's the whole city is rooting for him. And then because of one guy tripping and falling, he loses out completely. Yeah. And I mean, you're like, this is legitimate. This is it. heartbreaking. Yeah. yeah. He's got a legitimate complaint there. I feel like but. they could have, they could have said something. I don't know. I don't know. Olympic rules and everything like that. You might know better than that. I really don't watch the Olympics <gasps> at all. I know that this is a uh, heartbreaking for you because this is the most, American I love the Olympics. Yeah. When, when these big yeah, I we will the opening ceremonies are fun, all of that. Um and I think some of that has to do with um growing up watching Cool Runnings and watching Mighty Ducks 2. <laughs> I think I think growing up watching those two movies like we are Olympic nuts. Though I got to say in the past few years it's just it's not been the same. I don't know why. No, it's not. Are you super excited for the Olympics coming to America? In a couple of well, years, in 2026? They're not coming to America. They're coming to California. Those are <laughs> oh, two different things. I, I'm um, sorry. I know that that is another country for you. Right. Uh, they're going to the left coast. The left um, coast. But nonetheless, yes, I will be excited. Uh, I will, you know, watch the opening ceremonies, get, get a little, get a little choked up. Little frog in the throat. Do you think they're going to bring Spielberg in to uh, do some of the the work for that? I sure hope so. So that was one of the things. Like um, the Summer Olympics in London, when they got um, Danny. Oh. Um, why? What's Danny's last name? Um, Boyle. Boyle. Thank you, Danny Boyle to do all those opening ceremony sequences, like that's an incredible opening ceremony. I know people talk about the size and the scale of the Beijing games, but they don't, uh, to, in my opinion, they don't compare to 
the incredible storytelling that Danny Boyle does in the opening ceremony of the London Olympics. I mean, you've got the whole James Bond parachuting in with the Queen, the recreation of the the English countryside. Um, you've got a celebration of their national health system utilizing Voldemort. Like, what? Um, but I think my favorite sequence, and I, we're going on this rabbit trail here, but if you've never seen Mr. Bean with the London Symphony Orchestra <laughs> playing the um, Chariots of Fire opening number at the opening ceremony of the Olympics, you are missing out. Like, honestly, <laughs> top, top five funniest things I've ever seen in my life. It is, oh, it's Rowan Atkinson, Atkinson at, at his best. She, He's a comedic. So genius. you like this a little bit better than Tom Brady's wife doing a long walk in Brazil across the fo- the field. It was a little bit more striking than even, that. I have no idea what you're Giselle, talking about. Giselle Bunch and Rowan Who's Tom Brady? Uh, I also, I also enjoyed the, uh, COVID that is not the right word. Hold play when they, when they were a part of the, uh, Olympic Paralympics, Paralympics, they, they closed the Paralympics. Yeah. That was also very masterful. Yeah. That was interesting because, um, like at the time, everybody, when they got to the end of it, they, of the opening and closing ceremony of the games, there was two, like everybody's, where's Adele? Like she was huge at that moment. Yep. And she has a song about London called Hometown Glory, one of my favorites of her. And nothing. And we still don't know why she wasn't involved. And then everybody was like, where is Coldplay? Like, how do you not mm-hmm. include Coldplay? Because the closing ceremony of the Summer Olympics was just one giant concert. It was huge. And it ends with... Um, uh, Paul McCartney playing Hey Jude. That's about right. Um, so when they come back around for the Paralympics and they pretty much just handed the whole thing off to Coldplay and Coldplay does their own concert. That was really cool. I've gone back and watched, rewatched that a few times. You just turn it on. It's a great little, great, great little nugget. Great little thing while you're doing something else. It's awesome. So Eddie, as we reach the finish line of uh, this, uh, this winding episode, how would you, what, what fruit snack rating are you going to give this movie? Hmm. There is, there are strong nostalgia pushes. Okay. I'll give you that. But also in rewatching, like, I just think it's a strong movie. Like, I think it's just well-made. So I'm going to give it four. I think, I think I'm going to go. Deep breath. Pondering finger on the lips yes this is this is, this is, a, this is a tough one because there is some good great moments some funny lines still think there's a part of it where you kind of have to turn your brain off a little bit and just enjoy the ride as it's called it's Feel very the much a very much a popcorn Feel the rhyme style movie so i'm gonna go about three and a half i'm gonna go three and a half just 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 dial it up yeah i know you want me to i'm still biting off off a half of it because i don't know that i would go like (sighs) world changing it was like you turn on enjoy it 
<laughs> so if they were going to be making this movie now, remaking whatever, what would be the same? What would be different? Probably uh, making sure the heritage of the actors are from Jamaica. We were definitely on a push for that, a.k.a. Mulan. Um, 100% that would be a part of it. I'm trying to think who they would cast because John Candy is no longer with us. Um, they were going to remake this movie in 2020. I'm trying to think off the top of my head who. So It's funny that you would bring Will that Ferrell? up. Yeah, that's exactly that's who great, I had already thought of. Great yeah. idea, Eddie. This is great. Yeah. This would round. This would continue his um, sports movie. It's not even a trilogy. He's in so many of them. <laughs> right. No, but I was trying to think about when we were talking about John Candy, who's usually the funniest guy in the movie, but in this movie, he's the straight-faced guy. I was trying to think, like, what other actor who has done that? And the only one I could really think of was Will Ferrell, maybe in Stranger Than Fiction. Yeah. Uh, I don't, that I don't movie's know, not I don't a comedy. The, it's more of a kind of a dark comedy. It's a dark anything. comedy. I wouldn't say that he would necessarily... He actually kind of... If they were going to make this again, I think they would... Those bad guys. They'd have to make them more outlandish. Like, that's where you would see... Like, they'd be Will, nefarious. Will yeah. Ferrell as the nefarious... Um, or no, no, this would be a great... It would be a great um, place for... Uh, I think of Rob Schneider. Um, I'm thinking of um, oh, this is gonna annoy me so much. Uh, yeah, I can't. I, Tropic Thunder, main guy from Tropic Thunder. Ben Stiller. Ben Stiller. Ben Stiller as the Swiss guy. That would be, or one of those. Even though he's not blonde, like him playing one of the bad guys. In yeah, it. you get Ben Stiller, Vince Vaughn. Ooh, Vince Vaughn. Um, Vince he, Vaughn, he might, maybe Vince Vaughn's maybe Vince your straight face the, co- guy. the the coach. I could yeah, see that. That yeah. he that he's played that kind of a character before. I like Vince Vaughn. Get some of that fast talking. He's he, you see him in the bar and he's losing out. He does the line, "Yes, tumbleweed. Yes, tumbleweed. No tumbleweed. No tumbleweed." <laughs> so I think we're going Vince Vaughn. I think Vince Vaughn is recast as that as as him in this. Yes. Yeah, I would agree. And then you get Ben Stiller to play the Swiss guy. I think we've already made this movie, Eddie. We need to just write it out and we could pitch do it. it and then get paid we and then do move it. on mm-hmm. with it. But I, 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 I think it would more or less kind of be made. Um, more or less it was made when they made Miracle. Did that get suggested to you when you finished watching Cool Runnings? Suggested to me? By who? Who would be suggesting? Uh, the algorithm the al- of Disney f- Plus. We're gonna are we gonna hit, we're gonna hit that movie. That's like one of our last ones, right? I'm guessing. I don't. I don't know if we do. Uh, Go to our website, honeywemade.com/slash/movies. It's, it's in the second to last year. It's so 20, 2004 is when it came out, but okay. it's not even one of the last ten movies that we. So many come out of towards the end. There's ten movies in 2005, and then there's one, two, three, four, five. It's like it's like 15 before the end. (laughs) But yes, uh, you should go to honeywemade.com/slash/movies because you can see all All the movies movies we're going to be covering, uh, all the ones we have. I keep on trying to update the website, and I keep forgetting to every time we have a new one come out. on our, on our master list. I keep on 
forgetting to do that. But yes, please go check that out. Um, and you know what? Right now, just go to whatever, wherever you're listening to this and please subscribe so you can get new ones that are coming out. But before we go, Eddie, is there a, a poll question that we're going to ask our listeners? You know, let's just skip that. You know, it's, yeah. it's lived it's lived its time. As we tried. Somebody said, we've tried. Nobody's ever responded to it's just any us. poll question. We're the only ones responding to In 19 <laughs> episodes. We're not going to make it to 20. So it's lived its time. You can you can write your own question inside the comments when you go subscribe. Do do this for us. Uh, instead of answering that, give us a five star rating wherever you listen. That'd be and great. that will help other people find our amusing ramblings on the movies that defined a generation. Dare I say the movies that made us? I think that's copyrighted. I think it's copyrighted. I think I owe somebody money now. But Eddie, I got to run. I got to go uh, shine my bobsled. I got to go. <laughs> Got to go wax it down. I have to go watch The Nightmare Before Christmas for our next episode because I have never seen it. Eddie, we are going to have so That's much a little to talk teaser. about. That's a little teaser wow. for next wow. week's episode. Everybody listen. I somehow have missed The Nightmare Before Christmas. Well, there we go. That's what's going to be happening. Thanks for listening. 